Bernard just vomited up this eye in front of Baby and Eddie Rue, and Baby immediately grabbed it and put it in her purse. In a glove, sanitarily, I came prepared. We have to leave now. Yeah, Lane. Lane walks back in with Doris uh, from the from the Bill fiasco and says, "Just says, I don't think that we paid the right amount, but I think it's fine. It was it was close enough. It was a ballpark estimate." And, yeah. and Eddie Rue just is making that like that like wrap it up kind of like finger motion. She's like, "We gotta go." I don't know. It's <laughs> we we can amble out, right? You can go. We can sit at the bar. Eddie Rue just like, I think Eddie Rue just grabs Lane's hand very gently and just like, just starts walking. I out. get it. I get it. Yeah, I don't. Eddie Rue's also like twice your size and she is just continuing to do this. Lane, Lane, let's, let's, let's just go. I'm sure we'll be back. We'll, we'll work it out next time. I'm sure we'll be back. I'm just going to take a $10 bill and just put it on the bar and be like, we're good. Let's go. We all pile into our um, motorcycle and sidecar that we get around town <laughs> with. <laughs> we're straight up. What, what were those two like cooks, British, those British cooks on TV in the 90s? None of us did take the power where you get a talking car. Oh, my God. God damn it. I, was... I can't believe it. We get into we get into Lane's 1989 Buick LeSabre. <laughs> <laughs> That definitely has the like seat covers that are like the wooden rolly things that are on the that are on the back for like and the seat is pushed all the way up. Right. And there's like a there's like a little like plunger thing attached to the pedals. So they're a little bit higher. Oh, wooden blocks, just straight up wooden blocks on the pedals. Where are you going? What are y'all talking about? What do you got to do? I feel like we should go back to Doris's. Yeah, I think I think we need to go back. Actually, I'm going to say this. Everybody, baby. Do you have any soup? Always. Can we go have some soup? I thought you would never ask. I think we need to cozy up for a minute so we can just clear our heads, clear a condition or two, discuss what we need to do next. So yeah, I think I just kind of want to like around that, just be like, I'm going to take out some of uh, Teddy's tea that I have. And, um, you know, we'll put on some tea have some soup and uh, I'll just be like, okay, so this is all very strange, especially the Dean. I feel like, but I don't want this to happen again where we do all this work and then it's not, you know, accepted. The, the, the sheriff obviously is, obviously is not doing his job. I, I don't know that I trust him do we want to talk to the DA? Should we bring them in now? I know it's a risk. I'm just I'm just wondering, you know, because I feel like, you know, my initial thought is let's go talk to the dean, you know? But like, what are we what you know, what's going to happen? Nothing. Yeah, I think it's I think the dean seems like a potentially dangerous character with all of these just mysteriously uh-huh. the oceanography department is getting all this money i um, i don't know if we're going to talk to the dean we should all have some more rope i do have an idea oh 
Please. If the oceanography department's getting a lot more money, maybe there's a professor they invited to interview as an extra staff member. Oh, like like the professor that you played on that episode of Sequest? I do not remember being on that show, but sure. I'm sure I'm sure they paid me for it. You were very good. The one with the talking dolphin. There was a talking I don't think oh. I was on set with a dolphin. I I was you, very no, you high you that no, year. No, no, no. The show has a talking dolphin. I love it. I saw that episode too, yeah. And then I saw your name in the credits and it was just recently after I'd met you and I was like, that, that lane? Is this lane? Wow. They put a lot of prosthetics on me. So I was also passed out for half of the shooting days. Well, but yeah, so anyway, yes, Lane, wouldn't there, wouldn't they be interviewing right now for such professors? Uh, that is exactly what I mean. And Lane uh, reaches into her trunk uh, and uh, sorry, into her uh, her closet stacked floor to ceiling with stolen props um, and pulls out. Oh, what's a what's an article of clothing a professor would wear? Well, it's clearly a blazer with shoulder with elbow patches that three of us mimed at the same time <laughs> on, on the Zoom uh, and throws it on. Oh, that's pretty good. I feel like you need a, like an like an accent here. And Doris is going to tie like a little like scarf like like kind of like a flight attendant scarf around your neck oh lovely it's in seats it's in light greens and blues sea tones it's subtle it's good and for this show that i don't remember being on i am professor talking dolphin <laughs> do you remember this show at all ben do you know what i'm talking about i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> all right I there's, a, there's a link to the imdb page in the chat i highly recommend i liked this show in 1994 or five <laughs> i'm imagining it's like a live action c lab you're no you're not even prepared for to open it and you're going to be like who is who's the lead in a show called sequest which is basically like it's basically all right, if, all right i'm checking this now it's basically if it's space right it's just space but it's underwater <laughs> yeah and they have a they they have a dolphin and a stowaway child who is best friends with the dolphin and the dolphin has a thing on it that, that allows the dolphin to communicate through a computer so what's cool is that i'm looking at this cast and uh the first name i actually recognize is frank welker as the voice of darwin <laughs> ted Raimi. wow but you don't come on roy schneider the first lead of all, it's roy schneider oh this guy wow Wow, I'm upset. All right, sorry, this is a big old non sequitur. So the plan is for uh, Lane to go in for an interview. Mm -hmm. I love this plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you need backup, Lane? Well, of course I'm coming with my grad students. They're coming to the program. I have to bring my program with me. So there's three doctoral candidates. Of, <laughs> well, none of us are going, he knows us. You, you, you can't Maybe just... Shannon. Oh, Shannon. Is there any other business that we have on the campus? Um, you know, like there are other people who, um, I mean, you, you met Dr. Banerjee. She's on the campus. Um, you know that Demeter Dendry is an adjunct there as well. There's Wendy, Wendy Wales. Yeah, Wendy Wales is still there. She's also in the oceanography program with uh, Shannon Doherty and uh, under Dr. Banerjee. And she likes us. Mm-hmm. We could bring Wendy some soup to catch up. I like this plan. Well, you're in your interview. You're still welcome to be my grad students. It will give it away, Lane. Whatever you say. 
This, however, perfectly discreet. Lane, obvious. Okay, all right. I'm not as good. You're too good. It's it's a, it's a group effort. You have to do it as a. You all do it together, or else it's completely unbelievable. I have my role. All right. So so I'm clear on the plan. The plan is for Lane, dressed as Doctor Tolkien Dolphin. Tolkien Dolphin. Great name. <laughs> Um, is uh, to be interviewed by Doctor or uh, by uh, the Dean, Doctor or Dean Olin Dearborn, and the rest of you are going to go talk to Windy Wales at the museum. Oh, I thought she was at the on campus. Is the museum on campus? Yeah, it's campus. there. It's yeah. like it's 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 like on the yeah, outskirts yeah, yeah, yeah. of campus. Yeah, yeah. I just imagine Lane putting on like a, a Steve Zizou ski cap and just tr- immediately just transforming. <laughs> I also really want Lane for you to have like a pipe of some sort. <laughs> these all all of these things, yeah, absolutely. I'll get you, fish. Mm-hmm. Lane presses a button on her cigarette case, and it like turns into a pipe. No, that doesn't happen. But <laughs> oh god, go go gadget. Lux. <laughs> oh, I love it. So yeah, so you return to this campus, um, and it looks, um, you know, things are being taken down because the autumnal festival was just yesterday. So tables are sort of being taken down. You do see that Janice is there with Esther, and they are taking down a table. Um, you see um, Etienne's table is already gone. He's no longer uh, there. Um, it looks like he got up at the crack of dawn um, and took care of this. But Janice and Esther were a little bit slower. Um, in the distance, you still see the um, the lighthouse with the museum in it. And you also still see the, the stage is half up, half down. Um, but it's still there. In fact, some of the contraptions and stuff are, are still there. And the tent um, that uh, that the Great Grievous was in is, um, is mostly gone by now. So there's just a remnant of it left um but you can make your way lane to uh doctor to dean olin dearborn's office if you would like yeah i think i think lane uh explains to a very confused secretary that uh she dr Dolphine, does indeed have an appointment um that was scheduled with uh with olan um she she received a um she received an invite from a dr tb uh, Doctor, Doctor T T B. Do you mean Doctor Tara Banerjee? Probably. I I thought it could be tuberculosis also, but I'm an oceanographer. I'm not a name expert. You're an oceanographer. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Um, will you just have like a seat, please? Of course, of course. Yeah, I'll just talk with um Olin and see if he's around. I mean, Mr. Dearborn. I will gaze out at the window at my beloved ocean. The most agreeable lane has ever been. <laughs> right. Um, uh-huh. Great. Okay. Uh sure. And you see that the secretary goes and um goes into a, a different room. Um, and you can see passing by this office is uh Lane as you're sort of waiting. Um, you see that Demeter Dendry uh, does like sort of walk by, scuttle by the office very, um, very quickly. And like, it's sort of like looking over her shoulder. Lane is about to wave and then remember she's in character. <laughs> Great. Uh, but then uh, you do see that, uh, that the secretary comes out and she goes, all right, um, doc, uh, Dean uh, Olin um, is happy to see. What did you say your name was, Dr. Tolkien Dolphine. Right, that. Olin, I mean, Mr. Dearborn, um, the doctor's here. And then she just sort of like gestures in. 
Yeah, and and Lane sort of strolls strolls into the office before he can meet her at the door and just says, the doctor is in. I'm not a medical doctor, but you know that already. Yes. <laughs> and and uh, and and Olin is just sort of like, oh, hi. Um, yes. Hi. Uh, well, well, welcome. And Lane, you can see all around his uh, his office. It's just like this shrine to um, esoterica related to the ocean. Um, there's just like random bits and bobs everywhere uh, that just seem like from different eras and different times, different mechanical things, different things that have been pulled out. But he gestures to a seat in front of you that looks very much like a repurposed captain's chair of some sort. Oh, thank you. I love your trilobites. Ah, yes. Uh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, sorry, I don't have you. Do you have your resume with you? Um, uh, the, the positions aren't quite ready to be open. We're just very excited for this new influx of of, of income. I'm Dr. Uh, Tolkien Delphine. Um, uh, we we uh, I would love to see your CV though, and then what you're what you're working with to see if you'd be a good fit for our program here. Oh, of course, I had my assistant fax it on over, but it might be in the pipes. Oh, oh goodness! And he like exhales, and he is just like, Tammy, did you get a fax? A fax? Yes, Tammy. No. Thank you, Tammy. Anyway, um, so sorry. Uh, I don't seem to have that in front of me. Why don't you talk to me about your experience a little bit, and then I can tell you a little bit about our program here. Oh, it's quite fine. I, I have to say I'm very excited for the prospect of working here. It would be, I think, as you know, as an employee of this fine institution, a dream come true. Right here... In the ocean, on the ocean, at such a prestigious institution. And my work up at the university in Maine, obviously complimentary. You can bring all kinds of information. I, you know, I have my whole saltwater library. Obviously, that's coming with me. That's in my, it's, well, it's in my office. And, you know, it would be, it would cut. I've got bookshelves. I, they, we, we could put them on a truck. There's a, there's a whole thing. Dr. TB was telling me, all about the new prospect of this institution and exactly the kinds of ways that my research could fit in. But but tell you tell me, I'm I'm curious, where do you see with this new wonderful influx of cash, this program expanding? And I think this is meddling. Fantastic. Um yeah, roll to metal. Great. Um and I am um going to in fact um mark off um the black scarf that uh, Doris tied around my neck, which was an item from my inventory, um, to get advantage on this. Um, while Ben is rolling, you said Janice was there, right? Yeah, Janice and Esther are are out um, doing some stuff. They're, they're cleaning up the table from Candlelight Booksellers. Wonderful. I'm just gonna pull up a chair right next to them and just sit down. <laughs> it's been a long walk and I'm really tired after carrying the soup, so I just need to rest for a second i like that the, the camera just sort of pans over to baby doing that um while eddie rue and doris maybe just sort of stare on for a second no 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 i i, I absolutely have a thing i want to do i i i but i didn't want to interrupt um i very much want to abs want to um accidentally bump into demeter oh great okay yeah so then let's put a pause on that um and we'll come back to baby and doris and eddie and Rue in just a second lane go ahead and and, and tell me what you rolled for the so night. i rolled and i'm rolling presents obviously because <laughs> come on um yeah so that's a nine plus two eleven oh yes. 
Yes. Lane of the ocean. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Yes. So, so, uh, Olin Dearborn is just like, well, well, as you, as you probably already know, Renderwood Bay Community College isn't, you know, isn't your typical two-year institution. No, ma'am. This is not the kind of place students come to, to get their freshman and sophomore credits on the cheap before enrolling in a big university. We are far more ambitious than that, right? We are doing groundbreaking research here. Our oceanography department, for example, recently did a manned sea dive to 11,000 meters. One of the beautiful ever it's just it's just fantastic so this new influx of cash we really see um going to uh to a very very ambitious projects um this university as you as you might know has quite a history of of pulling things from the ocean that need further inspection um and and and, and entice the imagination as it were so i hope that this research really does um bring about some great um great prospects on that front and you can tell that he's holding a lot back but out of the corner of your eye you do see that there's like um there's like a, a like a shiny something that's 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 coming from the closet um uh, that you just sort of clock lane there's something like shiny that's like that's in his office behind closed doors and he just continues to pontificate about like these uh these many research things that they are planning on doing oh and then we're hoping you know that we'll be able to find maybe some of these things that they found in the 1800s you know if we could just rediscover that i know then brindlewood bay community college can just be at the forefront of this research and then is nodding and standing up with him um, and sort of motioning for a walk and talk as she sort of gestures at some of his tchotchkes and says, exactly, bringing not only the trilobites, not only this, uh, whatever this fossil is, I'm not an expert in shelled creatures, and of course, salt. Salt is what is in the ocean. And with the saltwater expert, the foremost saltwater expert, and she leans on the door with the shiny thing on it, um, hoping to open it by accident. Oh, I love that. Um, go ahead. Uh, oh, because you rolled an 11, I'm not going to make you do that. Um, yeah. Um, so what you see when you like Lando is like it, 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 pops open for just a second um but it looks like um there's a picture of uh of the great grievous that you see like really really quickly and you also see the shiny thing is this very shiny copper bowl with a red substance in it um that looks fairly thick and immediately cool. Olin, like like shuts the door and he's just like i'm so sorry it's just it's just a mess in there it's just a mess in there um why, uh, we had uh, as you can imagine a huge um kerfuffle last night you know lots Lots of things have gone on and there's some promotional my background is in pr there's some promotional materials that were in there um uh, as you can imagine just uh you can't study the ocean without falling in i know <laughs> and and he's like he's like sort of pushing out the door he's like but but hopefully we do get this facts um uh tammy tammy yeah did you get the facts no <laughs> great work tammy Great work. Um, we will get this fax from you, um, Dr. Tolkien Delphine, um, and, and then we will hopefully be able to move forward because we are hoping to expand. And and um, if I could uh, if I could trouble you, where are you staying um, right now? Because I would love to talk to you about some some other developments, perhaps. Um, I would love to send a representative, perhaps, um, uh, from, from our prestigious uh, academic organization here um, to talk to you further about other possibilities. 
oh, of course. And she reaches into her pockets desperately and pulls out a card that she took from the bill at the Prometheus Hotel. <laughs> oh, you're staying at the Grand Prometheus. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Would love to come by and see you. Um, uh, it might not be me, um, but but uh, somebody will be in touch to talk with you further. Would happily meet TB or anyone else. Just don't give me TB. I'm not vaccinated. <laughs> Just so delightful. Just delightful. You are short, though, aren't you? Yes, you're very short. It's going to be a wonderful addition to our department. Wonderful addition. It's been a pleasure. Been a pleasure. Excellent. Excellent. Um, this way, this way. And, and, and he gestures you, gestures you out. Yeah, and Lane leaves. <laughs> baby uh who is staring intensely at esther and janice you can see janice is like is is trying uh really hard to like pay attention to you and she's like she's like smiling at you and trying to get you to look in her eyes um and esther is like is is continually just like we got her back to you just won't even acknowledge you i don't have anything to say i'm just staring can this be can, you, can that be how you meddle <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, is it non? Is there a non-verbal, non-physical metal option? I mean, this is presence. I mean, if you if you're trying yeah. to like just like intimidate, I mean, I yeah. think there's, there's an argument to be made that this is presence in some way. I want them to start sweating. Let's do it. Hell yeah! All right, where we at with my presence? I didn't make that one high. That I regret that now. Oh, it's a zero. God damn it! You got a six total. Yeah. Do you want to use something from your cozy place or put on a crown? Chris says you do. <laughs> I didn't say a word. <laughs> I'm just saying go get it. <laughs> oh, God. Some of these are really inappropriate. <laughs> do we? Okay. Janice, you know, I've already messed with her a little bit. I would assume she's kind of like me and certain things just really bother her. I'm going to just guess that. Either she or Esther has like misophonia or something where they don't do well with the ASMR sounds and stuff. My favorite. So I satisfying my physical desires by doing the one thing that I actually personally hate the most, which is sucking teeth. Ooh. And every time they go to just like move or talk or adjust something or pick something up, I'm just going to suck my teeth. I can't do it because I will actually squirm. But Y'all know what it is, and it's disgusting. Oh, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. What does it sound like? Just take off your headphones for a second. <laughs> oh, I hate everybody. Quit. So is this, is this the, sorry, is this something from your cozy place? Is this like, what, what is this? How is this how helping? a crown move? Something that satisfies my physical needs, because I assume I have stuff stuck in my teeth. Love it. Love it. Love it. Great. Um, so that bumps your six to the next tier. Janice is my slow burn. She is my everlasting coal. So while you're sitting here, baby, and you're and you're uh, you're sucking on your teeth, watching them um, try to clean up the this beautiful um, uh, display that they made for the other day, um, something does uh, catch your eye on the stage. But it looks like it's going to be pretty difficult to get to because you do see that there's like the Sheriff Darrowimple is near the stage still looking at things. But it's like it's all of a sudden like you're getting a better look at the um, at the at the rope that's still hanging there for the trick. And it's like it just looks a little bit off and it looks like it needs more inspection. But it's just like you're going to have to get past Sheriff Darrowimple if you want to 
if you want to look at it. So while you think through what you might do with that, um, Eddie Rue and Doris, what have you been up to? I think Doris was back on campus and thinking about the last mysterious answering machine message, which was about finding the plans, the genius's plans. And so, and then if the machine, or if like the stage and some of the stuff is still there, I think she would try to snoop around and see if, not that the, not that the plans are there, but see if anything on the stage or in the tent would point to any more clues. So when you see Sheriff Darwinpole, though, um, what's your plan? Oof, great question. I think, I mean, Doris, I, I'm still furious with slash at bureaucracy. So I think Doris is just going to go up to him and say, Sheriff. Doris, can I ask what you're doing on campus? It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day to be by the ocean. It's still autumn-ish. Just having a nice little walk around. What might you be doing on campus, Sheriff Derry Rimple? She kind of just glares at him slightly. It's Darrymple. That's what I said. You know my mother. And um, I am doing an investigation. So I am on campus. I have asked you, the DA have asked you all to not be here. So what are you doing here? I mean, they asked us not, they asked me not to poke my nose into things. I hardly think going for a walk on a beautiful day such as this would be poking my nose into things, unless you think there might be something happening on this very stage. That would be curious, don't you think? This is a crime scene. Okay, but Sheriff, hear me out for just a second. You know, I love these, we love these books, right? Your, your mom loves them. She loved them. She never really finished one all the way but at any rate i'm not touching i'm not meddling i just wanted to and here doris is going to kind of steal herself because it's not the thing she wants to say but she's just like as a law enforcement officer what what are you looking at around here like what's what's going on i mean i would have thought you would have wrapped up all your clue finding pretty quickly are you meddling yes go ahead and roll come on Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, I got an 11. Go. Finally. <laughs> it is. Oh, wait. I rolled an 11 and I would be using presence charm or, yeah, presence, which is a zero. So it's an 11. Oh, I was like, oh, we get a void clue? Oh, well, I don't, do I have any cozy place things? I could. I would argue you get composure because you are angry with bureaucracy, but you're keeping your shit together. I love that. I love that. Then it's a twelve. Thank you, Eddie Rue. <laughs> Thank you, Eddie Rue. Here, here I am. Fantastic. Um, uh, and you can see that he's like he's like visibly like upset with you, and he's just like okay. And he's like he's like trying to get you away from stage. He's like, look, you cannot be here. You cannot be here. And I am doing my job. And just because the trick never worked properly and it worked fine. This is the problem with you all. You get in my head. You just get in my head. Please, please go away. Uh, so the clue there was that the trick never worked properly. Doris wants to ask so many more questions. <clears throat> he is pointing you away from him and away from the stage so intensely. Um, and his eyes, you can see, sort of flicker over to baby. And you see that he sort of like does like a little readjust um, and kind of like half smiles. And then he like stiffens back up. 
Oh, I got a half smile. My boy's gonna get some soup. <laughs> Miss Eddie Rue. Oh, hello, Demeter. Uh, yeah, so you bump into Demeter because Demeter is like on a mission. And so if you like, if you like bumped into her, she's like, she absolutely. I help pick up her things that she definitely drops. Um, what are you? Um, hi. Oh, hello. It's good to see you again. Are you okay? I'm fine. You're not supposed to be here. What? Why not? Do you know something I don't know? She just sort of glares at you very intensely and it's just like, you were given very explicit instructions. Are you talking about the voice message that I received? She snatches her papers back from you and she's just like, you were given explicit instructions. Demeter. I cannot believe that you would be here. On your head be it. And she walks very, very directly over to the sheriff. Wow. I would just love to figure out what that's all about. I don't know if this is the moment. I don't know if this is a time for me to be able to figure anything out out of, out of this. I'm trying to, like, how could I even, I think it's just sort of like, I think that's just very good information for me to know about this person <laughs> that she knew I wasn't supposed to. Well, first of all, time out. The the, uh, the answering machine message was just don't talk to Hugh and like otherwise don't meddle. Right. Well, right. I think the answering machine message we got was from uh, the dean. Yeah, the dean. And he said, don't don't do not talk to Hugh or I'll expel you from college. He didn't say that one. But yeah. And he said, please don't meddle in this. I think meaning right. the investigation. Right. So but the assumption that we are here right is different like the fact that demeter knows that we were told not to thinks that we were told not to be here is not the same thing as the message that we received i mean or or demeter just thinks that we're thinks correctly that we are meddling in things by being here okay 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 <laughs> i guess i guess i'm just trying to figure out if this is okay fine whatever well okay where is she coming from excellent um yeah, uh, you see, like, the, I mean, she's an adjunct, so you know that. And when you were when you were like rifling through her paper, like helping her with her papers, they were just essays from students. Oh, well, that's the thing that I wanted. That's my meddling. There is my meddling. I want to know what she was. I want to know the papers. I had the papers in my hand. How can I roll for this? <laughs> roll for it. I'll tell you, they, uh, the the papers that you saw were about what the ocean means to me. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. Any students I recognize? <laughs> no names that you recognize. Okay. Okay. Is this a lost interaction? Is there any way for me to get a clue out of this? Um, I mean, if you want to try to find her office or if you want to try to find her again, then sure. I think, I think maybe, I think, well, she's going right to the, right to the sheriff. So I guess I think I want to, do you know what I want to do? Actually, I want to start walking away and then fall and then be like actually i want to fall and i want to be like that woman just pushed me i'm gonna call that a night move oh yeah okay all that a night move so um when you do something risky or face something you fear name what you're afraid will happen if you fail or lose your nerve the people will tell you how it's worse than you fear you can choose to back down or go through with it i'm afraid i'll break a hip 
Absolutely. I would say that not only should you be afraid of breaking a hip, which I think is a very real possibility in this, um, but I think that you are also afraid of showing, um, alerting your suspicions to Demeter um, and that 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 could have way more consequences than you could possibly imagine right now. Do you want to go through with it? Mm hmm. Roll. I'm not really fucking sure what I even want out of this. I just want to do it. I want you to do it too. Ugh, this is going to be when I roll bad. Cool. I'm going to also from my purse is going to uh, one of my, uh, the, the very, the, one of my old bottles that I had is going to shatter to give myself advantage on this roll. Uh, cool. What am I rolling on here? This has got to be presents. Uh, that is an eight. Or I can put on a crown. I think I'm going to put on a crown of the queen. Oh, it's going to be a flashback showing how I was an imperfect mother. Just going to be this moment where um, uh, my daughter fell and skinned her knee. And I sort of like, or she, no, she, she fell and she was complaining about it. And I was just like, you're fine. You're fine. And I took her to Pizza Hut. And she didn't want to go into Pizza Hut. And that's how I knew that she was actually hurt. But it took like two hours for me to actually come around to the fact that she was as she had broken her collarbone. And so uh, I felt like I was a, an imperfect mother in that moment. And I am going to uh, roll through it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So uh, walk me through it. You uh, what, what happened? I roll through. I, I go, oh, make a big noise. And I fall and I roll and I go, ah, my hip, this D Demeter, ow, oh, why would you, why would you do that? And and she, she runs back and she's like, I didn't, what, 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 what did uh, you do? Why would you, why would you, I don't understand why you're so mad at me right now. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at you. you. And she's told like, told me to go away. And then you shoved me. I did not shove you. I, I am on the ground. I, I, and like other people are like coming over and you to the sheriff. Just tell me why you're so mad at me. Tell me, I understand. I just wanted to go for a walk. I'm, I'm not mad at you anymore. I'm not mad at you. Okay. But you, but you weren't supposed to be here. Why? What are you talking about? Why do you mean? You're not supposed to be here. I have why? to tell the sheriff. Why? I, the midwives don't want you here. I have to go. And she, and she, she like books it, but she doesn't go towards the sheriff anymore. You see the sheriff is looking around very confused at what just happened, but yeah, she's, <laughs> she's like, she's, she's, she's bolting. She's bolting back. She's bolting. She's bolting back. I can't use the gun, Ben. I already used the gun in episode two. <laughs> okay. Is the sheriff out of view from where I am now? No, no, you can see a full view of this. You just saw Eddie Eddie Rue take a tumble. Damn it. Uh, but but he's not next to the stage anymore because he's going to Eddie Rue. I don't know how much time I have to be able to get to the stage, give the rope a tug. <laughs> just like, I, I'm pull. near the stage. I could boost you up if that's helpful. Like, I don't know how high the stage is. But okay, we could do a well, like, whoop situation. I'm geriatric, but fortunately, I have a little special move called Colt Seavers, where I can take a 12 plus on any roll related <laughs> to a wilder physical feat. Yes. 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 Hell so, yeah. We're just gonna, this is like um, Space Jam moment with a very much more appropriate song. 
where I am running and jumping. Um, <laughs> Party people in the house, let's go! It's more JCI! <laughs> okay, so basically I'm gonna bring the soup with me because I have a plan for if I get caught. I'm gonna run and put the soup on the stage, kind of push off of that and jump up. And I don't wanna like move it because I don't want them to know I've tampered with the evidence. So I'm really just trying to like get a feel of the rope, get as many fibers as I can on a glove. And just like give it a quick tug and put it back in place before anybody sees what's going on. Uh, I love it. Yeah. What you do when you realize like you pull on it, it's not a trick rope. It's a real rope. Sick. Okay. It's a trick. It's not a trick rope, which means um, you might not know enough about magic tricks to know this, but you know that if you're going to hang yourself on stage, it's going to be a trick rope somehow. And it's not a trick rope. Sick. Okay. That's a Eddie Rue, um, the the sheriff has come over to you at Wait, this point. Did I get a did I get a clue out of that conversation? Your clue uh, was that Demeter is connected to the midwives, and so that that's a void clue, right? That's or a that's, void clue. That's a hell of a void clue. Okay, but, uh, yeah. Oh yes. Oh, where's my wimple? Oh, there, wimple. <laughs> Eddie Rue and like and and he's he's trying to pick you up and you can see that Esther's even like coming this way, um, trying to try Ugh. like and it's like completely like passed by baby and it's just like it's like ah Eddie Rue always so dramatic. Thank you, Sheriff. Thank you so much. And I just sort of like and 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 he's just like mother, mother, calm down, calm down. She's fine. She's faking it. They all fake it. They're all fakers all the time, all the time. I put my hand on his very meaty pecs. <laughs> and I say thank you so much. I uh, I don't know what happened or what was going on there, but you said Demeter pushed you. That doesn't sound like Demeter. Does that sound like Demeter, Mother? Do you, oh, you know Demeter? Of course I know Demeter. Everybody knows Demeter. Uh, and Esther just goes, nobody knows Demeter. I just met Simon, Demeter. A stop of weeks this. Ago. Nobody knows Demeter. Don't listen to him. Uh. <laughs> I would love to meddle in some way to get how do I meddle? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have anything. No, I'm sure it was fine. I'm sure it was just she was in a hurry. Okay, that's all. I'm sure, you know, I don't want to get Demeter in trouble. She just wouldn't push people out. of. I mean, you are. I mean, I did tell you, although that like, I just don't think that 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 sleuthing is for you all. You know, we're not sleuthing. But it just but you've returned to the scene, haven't you? You've returned to the scene. He looks around and he's just like and he looks and he's like, what is baby? What day is it? I look at I grab grab his head. The soup is on the stage. Thank you. I'm going to take his hand, take his head, take his face into my hands, give him a little smooch on the forehead and be like, thank you. And Esther's like, no, 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 do not touch my son. Do not touch my son. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh. and he's, and he's, he's like, he's just like, oh, I start to stumble away. I start to stumble as if to fall because of Esther. Mother, mother, calm down. Don't you tell me to cut, you know, and they're having this whole thing. And he's just like, it's okay. It's okay. Okay, just keep going back to Janice and uh, and Janice, you can see at, at her table is just like head in hand about this whole thing. Well, that's a first. Yes. And then uh, and then you do hear Esther say, why are you being so nice to her? She's the one who stole Etienne from me. She stole Etienne. Like you could ever get Etienne. Wow. <laughs> I hear that. And I look at her and I say, honey, you can have it. 
And then and I, I, I literally, I will say, honey, you can have them. And then I, oh, yeah, I want that to be my meddling move. I want to see, I want to see what, what I get out of her with that. If you can get him. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, what, a, yeah, I'm not sure what, how that. I don't know that it's a day or a night move. I just want to, I just want to fuck with her to see how much more information she's going to give me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just want to like fuck with her until is, she. Is this the gold crown mysteries move? This is the gold crown mysteries move. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, let's lay it out here. Let's look at the rule so that we can lay it out. Once per session, when any maven says, this reminds me of something that happens to Amanda Delcourt, work with the other players to describe how something that is happening in the situation reminds the mavens of an event from one of the gold crown mysteries. At a minimum, you must provide the following information, the name of the gold crown mystery in question, the problem or situation Amanda found herself in that is similar to what the mavens are experiencing and how Amanda eventually overcame the problem or the situation. What you got? All right. What's the na- the case of? Because what you're what you're trying to do here is to manipulate her into revealing information by making her think that she uh, does not have it. Right. That th- th- that's what's happening here. That she doesn't have information. No, that she doesn't have it. Oh yeah, absolutely. You I'm know, here- sort of like Amanda Delacourt like said something so clever that yes. you know about someone not having game that the person was like, I have game and a clue for you. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I have a game and I'm the murderer. <laughs> no, okay, I did some research. <laughs> the Autumn Sonata. The case of the Autumn Sonata? Ooh. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. I will send my reference for everybody, but yes. The case Autumn of the Sonata. Autumn Sonata. Okay. Oh, is this is a bodice ripper that we're about This to is see? basically, I just looked up famous toxic moms of the 90s. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is like a Toxic mother-daughter the relationship. Ni- but I the like 1978 drama film written and directed by Ingmar Bergman? Yep. Ingmar Bergman. She's Dutch. Not really. Guilt, um, neglect, selfishness, repression. We like this. We, it's, mm, it's giving. And we've said, and we've already, we fulfilled the rest of the move in which we said, like, we, we said what Amanda was going to do, was trying to do. Well, we said how it was similar, but what did Amanda, what did Amanda do? How did she trick? How did she do it? How did she get it? I think maybe. Basically, like, there was uh, she spread a rumor that she and uh, that the that the son of this mother who she suspected was uh, in some way uh, uh, that 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 came to her for all of his advi- for for his advice that got and that she pregnant <laughs> no that she had become she had become this is because it's about a mother's love right so it's not less about sex in this in that case it's more about like uh, like the ability to mother, right? And like he was coming to her for all the, and then she was like, and she was just like, and so she showed this woman in this moment how bad of a job, like a really bad example of herself as a mother, like what she shouldn't do. And the son still was like into it. And she, like she like purposely did a bad thing to make her be like, and this is who you like? I give you the clue now. Am I making sense? Can you guys make that better? <laughs> to, to write what I have just summarized, 
The Case of the Autumn Sonata is a toxic mom psychodrama romance in which Amanda Delacorte spread a rumor that the son of her prime suspect had been coming to her for motherly advice so that her suspect would freak out and divulge information in bragging about her mothering skills. And it was revealed that they were actually having an incestuous relationship. Yeah! <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> so using that information, are you going to try to twist that knife in this particular moment and say... Yeah, I think I'm going to say... You know, Sheriff, if you ever wanted to join our book club, we'd be more than welcome to have you. And I do that little finger thing that I do on her on his chest. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so this to be clear, what you're trying to do then is to get a 12 plus to a meddling move. That's what you want, because you want some clues here. Oops, did I? Yes. <laughs> Ooh. No, she is seething. Like if uh-huh. if it was possible, like she is literally that moment in Clue with flames on the side of my face, <laughs> heaving um, breath, heaving, um, breathing breath. Yes, that whole thing. Um, yes, that is that is what is happening to her, and she cannot form words. And you can see that Wyman is just like uh, and like rubbing the back of his neck because he's uncomfortable, but also like confused, but also like uh, he just saw baby on the stage, and he's just like um uh well. Um, and like continuing to stammer and Esther is just like grabbing him away. Um, but what you can see is that in all of the detritus, um, that like specifically the stuff that Esther and Wyman were around, you find, um, this, uh, this very curious thing in a trash can, um, like one of those big, large Tupperware trash cans. Um, and this one is next to the, um, uh, the tent that was there. Uh, his tent the night before. And what you find is a very, very bloodied shirt. So that's one thing. And I owe you a void clue. But I will say that this is what you got out of that particular conversation. Um, a bloody shirt. A blood-soaked shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, that looks like it has been... Yeah, you remember that the act was fairly bloody. So like, there's that, but you also know that it was supposed to be fake. Thank you for your time. I'm going to give the sheriff a container of soup and we're going to make our way out of here. Oh, finally, it's my grad students. I've been looking for you everywhere. Let's go, let's go. (laughs) God damn it. Baby. Yes. As you're sort of making your way, um, you do see that like that, that Wyman has sort of stuck back and he sort of like waves at you and he he gestures for you to come over to him before you leave entirely. Damn it. Um, Do you come over? Scared. I'm gonna do it, but no soul time. You are gonna do it? Yeah. Okay. And and he doesn't say anything. He just oh, like he no. he like keeps his hand over his mouth. Hey, that's my thing. No, he he's keeping his hand over his mouth and he and he just like he like hands you um a, a little slip of paper. Oh what does it say? So we'll say that like Esther's trying to control him and pull him away, but he wanted to have like a one-on-one with you um and eddie rue like esther is just sort of shooting daggers at you but is like not like but it has like a, a death grip uh, or like has like a death watch on her son this entire time um inside the little paper that you got there miss uh miss baby what it says is um it says don't trust uh janice i didn't need paper to, for that and that's the void clue love it great 
Lane, you've connected with your grad students. Doris, you've uh, you were helping uh, baby and you were watching all the kerfuffle happen. What do y'all want to do now? I think we should probably leave. <laughs> yeah, before they see us with Professor Talking Dolphine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should we should make our way out. We I came to deliver soup. I have done my job. I don't want to be too more suspicious. Yeah, I'm wondering if we should go to the museum or if we should go back to somebody's house. Or do we feel do we feel ready to theorize? I don't I think I think we need one more because we. Uh, if we get it. I mean, I think I have I have a theory, but I don't know that I could support it with a role. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You get lucky 13 clues. Yeah. So some things that are on the table still is you could go talk to Krista, Krista Junki. And uh, there's also Patrick Paglia, who was the um, who I think Trudy told you about. But again, everything is blurry because of the holiday who is the person who is the like the constructionist for the tri- the tricks yeah mm. these are people i mean you don't have to talk to them but you could and krista was the blood the blood artist the I'll blood artist. surrogate and the surrogate yeah and of course there's frank spitznagel who eddie Rue fucked but nobody really questioned baby just sort of stared at me <laughs> sorry finger blasted i didn't well he wouldn't let me Men like that have no imagination. Frank's not, you know. He's not a piano player, that's for sure. Okay. No, his uh, sleight of hand is... Of course, there's the lacking. tattoo artist. I forgot. There's also the tattoo artist, Salty Nancy. Oh, right. I would say we should go do a visit to at least one of them before we make a call, but we definitely need to get out of the building, so we are yeah. vamoosing. I drop off all of my utensils, obviously. We're power walking towards the next destination, I feel. D- Doris, do you have any any wishes, any desires? I, I feel like let's talk to Patrick. I love it. Yeah. You guys can talk shop. There you go. <gasps> oh, maybe he knows things about fake eyes. So Patrick's shop. Um, Patrick has a, uh, a shop in downtown Burlingwood Bay. Um, and uh, it is it is definitely a workshop. It's kind of like it's a it's not really an open door sort of policy, um, but it's clearly a place that overheats quite a bit. And so he's got it open today. It's like a little garage half thing attached to some other building mm-hmm. um, into an alley. Um, when do you sort of look at it and he is working, but what other sort of tricks and contraptions do you do you see in this little makeshift shed um, or garage space? I think we see a partially constructed metal um globe that like they that the circus uses to like ride motorcycles in you know those ones where they like ride upside down and stuff i think he's like but he is like a half finished one that he's like it's in the back that like he got a commission and they didn't pay so he didn't finish it and there's a really elaborate rube goldberg machine that like goes along all the walls Yes, this motherfucker's the one who wins every year. <laughs> Definitely. And there's nothing rolling through it at the moment, but it's like starts in one corner and it goes like kind of all the way across the shop to the other side. I love this. Yes, 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 yes. Baby, what else are you seeing inside this workshop? Molding clay. Awesome. Molding clay. <laughs> Corey. Are we, is this, is, are we getting to ghost mode here? Ghost? <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you approach him and you can already as you're as you're coming close upon this, um, you get a, an unbelievable um, 
smell of uh well of, of weed it's just overpowering it's like coming all from everything and um and as he sort of sees you come up he's like oh sorry i'm just smoking um some cigarettes no no biggie no biggie um uh <laughs> uh no no biggie uh, I, i'll just put i'll just put him and he like he lane I'll just put it out i'll just lane. put it uh 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 Sorry, I don't have any problem with this. This is fine. I just thought it's like you just forget. Oh, I figured every time you see someone with a cigarette, you always ask them for it. I assumed. Oh, that's well. I, you don't take someone's J. My my no no no. It's not a it's not a J. It's not a um, no no. I I. Don't. It's it's a, it's a pa- it's a puff and pass thing. But you don't take someone's J. Uh yeah. Sorry. What, what, the, what, who are you? What, what are you? Um, did you come here to buy? To to buy, or um, you're not magicians. Maybe you're magicians. I am not a magician. You're very short for a magician. I guess that, that could work. That could be a shtick. Mm-hmm. A magician never reveals that whether or not they're a magician. So that's very true. It's very true. Very true. Oh, well, I'm Doris. It's a pleasure to meet you. Uh. We we just came we just figured we'd stop by, um, you know some weird things have been going on in the town and we are just very fascinated by, ooh, by the whole magic show yesterday, and just a little curious about kind of the inner workings of how those things get crafted. We are not with one of those documentaries about how magic works. We are not. We don't do the, We we keep the kayfabe. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I can't tell you how how lots of things work. And you can see, like, he's like putting his like his sketches and notebooks sort of to the side. He's like, you know, there's there's like a lot of secrets and stuff. But, um, yeah, yeah, we wanted to know some more. We were t- honestly, we saw the show, uh, the Grievous show, yesterday. Yeah, I had nothing to do with that, you know. I mean, well, I used to, I used to work for him, but but he um he fired me, so I I don't work for him anymore. Well, he fired me in like the weirdest way possible, you know. I was like, "Where are you going to get your tricks, dude?" And he was like, "It's going to be, it's not going to be tricks anymore, like all Back to the Future, right? Where we're going, there are no roads." It's like, come on, just tell me who you're going to be working with, you know. I got a right to know. We've been working together for like a decade, so like, why? Why now? You know, you don't mind if I smoke and he pulls out. It's just a cigarette. It's just another cigarette. And it's just, it's clearly weed. Oh, I'll join, I'll join you and Lane smokes not weed. We, we, we may be old, but we can still smell quite well. And we're fine with it. We're fine with it. It's not a big deal. We're very close with oh, our very close friend. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just, I, the sheriff kind of gives me some, some issues sometimes. Do you know Teddy? Did you know Teddy? Do you know Teddy? Teddy? Yeah, I know Teddy. Teddy's I haven't seen Teddy in a long time, though. We are so yeah. worried about her. She grew the best weed. She's yes. our best friend. Oh. I, I do have some bad news about the grow room, and it was in the basement, and that flooded, and it was a whole thing. Flooded? Yeah. Yeah, in a big way. It was scary. That's so weird. And he like rifles through some papers. He's like, because I found this the other day in my stuff and I didn't draw it. But I, I've been to Teddy's a number of times and he hands you this this map. And it's a map of residential streets in Brundlewood Bay. 
um, and several homes are circled. And one of them is, um, is Teddy's. He's like, it was so weird. Cause like, I didn't draw this and I really don't know how it ended up in my stuff, but it's like, it's her house. I'm pretty sure. Cause I've been there a bunch. Right. Cause you know, she gave me like a lot of, um, not weed. And, um, anyway, you could say pot. we all smoke pot. <laughs> right, right, right. I forgot. I forgot. Um, anyway, you can have that though. I don't know who drew it. It's just what in my the, stuff. What are the other houses circled? Uh, none that you, that you can immediately identify right now. Okay. Um, I'm just but, making sure they weren't ours. Are they in a pattern? Good questions. Yeah. All good questions. Is Trom is trombone man safe? <laughs> <laughs> oh, mm, I don't know. You haven't heard him in a while. Have you? Oh crap. Maybe his yeah. trombone got rusty. Ben, cut that from the podcast. Cut, cut that from the. Podcast. Do not cut that from the podcast. Oh <laughs> so that's a that's a void clue for you all to have a map there. Amazing. Yep. Hell yeah. A five five houses. Uh, several. Um, yeah, several. A map of residential streets in Brindlewood Bay with several houses circled. One of them is Teddy's. Could I hang on to that? Yeah, yeah. I don't need it. I don't need it. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Any friend of Teddy's, I'm. I just miss her. You know. We do too. Mm-hmm. She called me a genius. <laughs> it was a uh, very sweet of her, I think, to call me a genius. I don't think I'm a genius, but I do like my drawings. I come up with some cool stuff, so I was pretty bummed about the whole firing thing. I sort of nudge Doris at the heart and at that. Doris, Doris nods, and Doris says, "Patrick, could you show us how that, how this, what's it called? This uh, zigzaggy." Da, 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 da. And she points all around the the the, the shack. Can you show us how that works? And my goal is that if he turns around to put a ball in it, I want to pocket his like little pile of drawings. Yeah. Yeah. So he like, he like, he does this whole thing and he's just like, um, as it goes up and he's like, and so see like the centripetal force of it really makes the whole thing. What was I saying? And it does this cool, like backy flippy thingy. Uh, but yeah, you're, uh, uh, roll me, uh, Let's say it's a day move. He's not like the riskiest person to be around, but let's just say uh, you got to roll me a day move to steal his stuff. Day move to steal his stuff. Yeah. Day move. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm afraid that um, that he'll see me and he'll kick us out and not want to talk to us, which is scary because obviously he knows Teddy pretty well and maybe could help be helpful. Already has been helpful in figuring out where she's at and what happened to her. All right, so let's see if I can use some stuff because I rolled a six. Okay, so if I use a cozy place thing, I can roll. I can roll again for advantage. Is that how that works? You add one. Add one dice. Add one. Okay, cool. Add another dice. Cool. Then I think I have a. I have some postcards that I bought from the Lighthouse Museum, and I want to just like as I take the pile of stuff, like put them in the place of it and kind of like cover it with something else, so it's like takes up the same amount of space on his desk. Fantastic. What is right. the result of your roll? I will roll one more, which is another one. So now I'm at seven. <laughs> oh wait, but I didn't add my. I didn't add a thing. Yeah, yeah. What is this? Is this? Uh... This is probably composure 
if your action requires a steady hand, which clearly Doris's hand is shaking a lot. But that adds another one. So now I, I'm at- I also do hate to say it, but it's it's roll three and take the highest two, right? Yes, it's roll three and take the highest two. Oh no. Okay. Well then I rolled a five, a one, and a one. So you have six plus your composure, which is one. Seven, I'll take it. Um I have to tell you how your actions will leave you vulnerable, and then you can choose to back down or go through with it. Okay. Um, so uh, you know that you're not going to successfully fully get away with this, um, that he's going to turn around just in time to see you doing something to his papers. Um, that is what you know is going to happen mm-hmm. um, in terms of keeping you vulnerable. So if you want to back down, you can. Uh... Yeah, I'm going to put on a crown because the more Doris thinks about it, the more she's like, maybe, maybe it was Teddy on the answering machine. And so I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to risk anything. So I'm going to put on, I'm going to put on a crown of, (laughs) I'm going to put on a crown of the queen. I'm going to do. I'm going to do a scene in the present day showing a burgeoning romance. Ooh, what could it be? Who could it be with? I don't wonder what it could be. I know. <laughs> let's actually then say, let's save that for okay. our next session and we'll start with it. Nice. But like, we know that you're going to do it because I would like us to actually have a full. That'd be fun. Oh, okay. play by play. Love it. Um. So Doris and ginger i'm assuming but who knows yes. doris is maybe very busy um <laughs> doris is very straightforward <laughs> but not straight correct <laughs> so you're you're able to um to get that uh slid in perfectly and 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 have taken some of his notes for the stuff he was working on um which you can take a look at in a minute um but he's just like he's just in awe of his of his thing and he sort of looks back to you he's like yeah so that's that's that that's that cool thing that's remarkable. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. 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 I, I think it's pretty cool. What? I just wanted to offer you a little bit of, I don't know, wisdom, if, it, if, it, if you may. You know, a really great way to keep it on the down low, you know, the smell, is just to burn some popcorn in the microwave. I'm sorry, what? The, for the weed, the, the smell. You were worried. About us knowing about the weed. That makes sense. Just burn some popcorn in the microwave. I see you have a whole thing of pop secret. You are wise. Anyway, Homer Simpson into the hedges. Wait, so we got a clue out of that, right? Uh, you haven't looked at it yet, but uh, um, Doris got something. Um, and then you've also gotten, um, I don't know if you've gotten any actual specific clues about this case, though. No. Damn it. Well, that he doesn't work. He doesn't work for him anymore. Well, that doesn't. I mean, it's up to you. So I guess I guess that then that is the battling thing. He's like, so Patrick, just you know, let's burn some popcorn over here, uh, really quickly. While and while we do it, I want to ask you, who made his this trick? Then I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. I know. Oh, you yeah, haven't. I mean. I don't know. You're friends with Teddy. We're such good friends with Teddy. So the last time we talked about some stuff, he was coming over here and he was like talking to me about the tricks and about what he wanted to do with the Resurrection Act and everything. And there was this person with him. And and 
they had this whole argument and I didn't really see it because, you know, like they went and had it over there and I don't know, but they had this whole argument because Tom was like talking about stuff he shouldn't have been talking about in front of the wrong people, I guess. Anyway, they got into it really, really heavily. And then he comes all the way back here and he's like, man, 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 the trick isn't going to work the way I want it to work. And there had been problems with the trick. You know, it didn't, he didn't like how it worked or whatever, but like, you don't need to be a dick and bring other people into it. Yeah, absolutely. What would that person look like or whatever? Mm. I'll roll for this in some, if you need me to. <laughs> No, you you all have like rolled actually because you keep getting twelves. Like you actually, I'm like I'm like trying you to catch owe me, up. Like, you owe us clutes. Okay. I've been trying to catch up. Oh great! Uh, in terms of advantages, yeah. so that's that's why um, so you're absolutely is, welcome to roll again. I mean, I just want to know a physical description of what this other person was like. Uh, well, I didn't get a good look. Medium. Okay. Like red in the center, but man, woman, otherwise. I. The voice kind of sounded like it could be medium. So it's sort of like a Miss Cleo style voice. Full on fake Jamaican accent. No. <laughs> now I just feel like we're doing this to see if we can't get Meeks to do one of these accents. <laughs> At a certain point, Meeks. You do don't have to do the Miss Cleo accent. I we just, just want you to do some. What is a medium voice, but Miss Cleo? culturally insensitive accent from you. I can't think of another medium voice. Can you? No, honestly, no. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't get a good look. I wasn't paying attention because we were having this disagreement about this other thing. But like I said, I know that they were arguing about Tom talking too much about stuff that he shouldn't be talking about. And that's our, that's our clue. Mm-hmm. Okay. So somebody, so the clue is, because we have the trick never worked, but the clue is now somebody knew the trick wasn't going to work. Well, um, you don't know if that's exactly what it was about, but yeah. Just that they argued. We may oh, interpret it they that argued, way for They sure. argued because he was talking too much to people who shouldn't be in the know. About something. About something. And Doris, did you do the thing where you told the genius anything yet? I just have to keep the genius's plan safe. So, so far, so ah, good. Got it. Uh, I will tell you that the that the drawings, from your perspective, um, Doris, look mm-hmm. like they might be um, a contraption that that uh, that is meant to make it look like a slaughter happens. Um, <laughs> for what it's worth. <laughs> it's not a void clue or anything. It's just what the plans look like. Yeah, so he's just sort of staring at you all, and he's like, yeah, that's all I got, man. I mean, thanks for stopping by. Hey, do you know where Krista Junkie is? Krista? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she, um, she's been hanging out at, uh, um, at Salty Nancy's. Oh, two birds. Convenient. And One just- stoner. Hey, it was great to meet you, Patrick. And remember, just burn some popcorn, okay? Yeah, excellent, excellent. Everybody knows that smell? Nobody can, nothing can beat it. As you all are turning to go, um, uh, you do hear like a really loud thud hit the, um, hit the outside of the garage. 
And when you go to look, you see that it's a, it's a bird who's just like run headlong into the side of the, of the workshop. And then another bird does it. And then another bird. And like, uh, Patrick is just like staring at the weed and staring at what's going on. Cause he's not really sure what's going on. But there's just like so many birds, I would say like a dozen, just like all of a sudden, just like come and attack in this particular way. And they're all sort of like banging into this garage. Is this garage like, does it, does it look like a really clean window? It does not. I would like to use the opportunity to come up with an occult move based off of this. I think we have to. Uh, and I think it's gotta be, it's gotta be like a moment. Oh, geez. What is the move that we're doing here? What is the actual, this is such a fascinating like game mechanic. Cause it's really open-ended catching so, a bird midair really fast. <laughs> no. So my understanding of the occult move is like, is, is that you are, you're trying to get in touch with some sort of supernatural force. Um, you're trying like, so when you were trying to commune with Teddy or trying <gasps> yes. to like do this whole thing, that made perfect sense to me. Baby, you've got an idea. I just thought of it. we could use the eyeball somehow. I forgot to ask him about the eyeball. So may as well just whip it out. <laughs> That's amazing. That's a great idea. Oh um, yeah. Eyeball. Yeah. So you're, you're going to show this to Patrick. Yes. Before we go. Um, but with the birds, I don't know how that can happen. I was going to be like, oh, eyeball, go. Yeah, he looks and he's like, that's an eyeball. Is it, but is it like a magic one, like a prop one? We just are curious. Oh, you want me to see if it's real? No. And so he's like, he's like going to grab into the bag and he's just like pulling it out and he's like, he plops it down on the table and he's I'm looking just, at it and he's like, looks real. I'm just going to grab it. Just yeah. gently. <laughs> I was going to say, thanks for clearing that up. And then I'm going to look at the eyeball and I'm going to turn it so it looks at the birds. And then we're just going to hold it up to my own eye for a second. Not touching, but just hold it up to my own eye for a second. Just, I don't know, for a feeling. Starts making the guardian sound from Breath of the Wild. Yes, that's exactly it. Okay, and you want this to be an occult move, or do you just want to see what will happen before you yeah, make an actually, occult move? What I do you want to do? Should. I think I want to make it an occult move. Yes, 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 yes. So what's the intention? I want to use it to see the void. I want to know. I want to be able to see. Maybe I mean, like, this is why it gets a little weird, right? Because I don't know what's going on with the void at all. You know, so I'm kind of need to collaborate a little bit with you on this. But like, uh, uh, you know, in my in my high fantasy brain, I'm like ley lines. Do you know what I mean? I'm like I'm like or like ethereal plane conversation, you know, like what is what is the force that is driving this these birds to do this? I mean, and to continue the Zelda joke, but this is the lens of truth you're talking about. Yes, yes, exactly. Right. Like, can we make this our seeing eye, our a literal arcane eye object like, yeah, that is shareable. Now, it's a it's a it's a thing that could be passed around among the four of us. Eyeball. <laughs> I love it. I hope. OK, somebody write it down about what it is. Nick. Um, and let's let's roll the let's roll Father. it. 
Let's see what happens. What are we, what are we calling this again? I'm we're, I'm too nervous. I got to roll sensitivity on this and not get another void crown. Um, like eye of the void. I like that. That sounds good. And and I think specifically because you're also trying to spy a little bit, right? Like it's about it's like using a tool of the void against itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like does that sound fair? Yeah. Yes. Like Sauron's ring. Yeah. I love it. That's. I'm very excited, Eddie Rue. <laughs> Hell yes, eyeball, go. Yes. Yes. Oh, go gadget vision. Now I have a question. Is there any way? Because this is an occult move. Is this a boostable thing? Right. Can I use any of my cozy uh, items? So what I've been checking off is that you've gotten extra advantages because of the things that people have um, have been getting on the day and night moves that you've been rolling, right? And mm-hmm. on the day and night moves, you get an extra advantage um, or an extra benefit in some way. Uh, and so you have one more. So if you want to use that, I think this would be a good time. An extra benefit, meaning just a straight up 12 or like... Say like we could make it an advantage roll, maybe. Okay. Does that seem like a fair? I I think that this is a very, very good use of that. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. No pressure. No pressure. And you get to add sensitivity, don't you? Yeah, when I have a plus one to it. Mm -hmm. I'm also realizing this is the glasses from They Live. I love that too. (laughs) That terrible fun movie. I love that movie so much. So good. It's a 12. Are you oh, serious? Yeah. You fucking serious? I rolled two fives and a six, and I have a plus one. Yeah. 2020 yeah. 20 yeah. vision. Woo. Oh, That's great. Okay. So That's on great. a hit, it works. Um, yes, it does. And uh, it is now a move all mavens can use for the rest of the game. Um, and your roll stands. Okay. And my roll stands. Does that mean it's just when we get it, it's a 12? When if somebody uses it, it's an auto twelve. I feel like whenever when you use it, let's see. It's more like a tool, right? It's just something that tells us something that we couldn't see otherwise. Yeah, but I feel like you would have to to roll each time you use it. But maybe I'm wrong. Well, the roll stands is very. That's sort of the only reason I say it's because the roll stands and the and if it's a seven through a nine, then you have to put on a crown of the void, which would indicate that like if you want to use it, you accept that you're getting a crown of the void to get this information. Yeah. But I don't want a rules lawyer. I'm not trying to rules lawyer or anything because I'm really. This is all just like you know. Does that break your game? I have no idea. You can see because we've invented a magic item. We literally have invented a magic item. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, I have no idea. I'm gonna look at it and see and see. Um, Without that- holy crap, if we just created a magic item that does not have negative con- uh, consequences magic. for this game, wow! The time. <laughs> I mean, I guess okay. Here's a negative consequence: we're carrying around an eyeball that belongs to the void. Yeah, I was going to say the whole town's going to be like, and there goes those weird old ladies who carry the eyeball around and look through it for no reason. And, you know, the void's going to want that back. Well, and can it see through it? Can it see us through it? Oh, it goes back in the glove bag like we have discussed. Mm -hmm. Thank you all. But like every time it comes out of the bag, it's an air tag. (laughs) Well, that's why we put it right back in soon as you're done. That's great, though. They know where we are. They know what we're looking at. Oh. It's so good. Um, uh, yes. I love this. It's so yes. Good. This is great. <laughs> you put this detached eyeball up to your eye and you're looking at these birds, a dozen of them that have flown into this. 
Um, and you see through the eye that they're all still twitching, but not twitching like dead twitches. Like it's like they're um it's like they're already like they're still breathing and then they're still very, very much alive. And when you move it back down, it looks like they're all dead. But when you do this, it's like, no, no, no. They're still very much alive. Ooh. I put the eyeball down and I I put it, I say, you keep that very safe, baby. And then I say, thank you so much, Patrick. It's lovely to, lovely, lovely to have met you. Popcorn. 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 I, and I, uh, as we're going, I just pick up one of those dead birds and I put it in my purse. (laughs) (laughs) I have love. And sorry, are we counting that as a void clue? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, so yeah, the, sorry, the birds, yes, the birds are a void clue, um, that they, um, that they appear to still be alive, um, when viewed through the eye, mm-hmm. but that they were also, you know, trying to kill themselves. I think both of those things work together. Yes. So I just want to get us to uh, on our way. I feel like that's the thing that like on our way, I want to be like, pit stop on our way to wherever so that everybody gets a chance to look through this eye and see what I saw. Whether we, I don't know, we just need to play that out. I just want it to be a thing where it's like that, like everybody has done this. Yeah, I think we can just kind of check mark it. So that you know it, so that you know, so that I can show you, look at this bird through that eye. I swear to God. Yeah, it looks like it's alive, like 100% alive, but it's dead in your hand. And then I'm just going to like drop the bird once everybody's had a turn. And we're away from Patrick, you know. So, ladies, do you think you have enough to theorize? We do. Yeah. We got it. Yeah. Let's do this. We all go back to Teddy's house. (laughs) That's flooded and just mushy. So sad. Who took the who took the big bong? Me. Baby. Go to babies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Come on. Let's go. It's literally two houses over. Um, While we are doing that, I'm. This is just a petty note for the plot, but I'm going to turn a fan towards Frank's house because I want to get him contact high while we're doing this. (laughs) Moving on to other things. Let's talk about this. (laughs) Let's solve a mystery, gang. So, man joins cult. Cult gets weird. Um, So we know that he wasn't always involved. Correct. This was like a sudden turn of events around tattoo time. And the tattoo, we do know the tattoo artist hangs out with the surrogate. Mm-hmm. Correct. But the surrogate, or at least Hugh, is is cut out of this. Hugh's not a part of this, right? Hugh is very obviously not the person who did this. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely Definitely. not. Um, and we know that the tattoo lady is looking at the docks. So... Definitely had exposure to people who might use boats. And we know that he's involved in some way with the midwives of the fragrant, fragrant void, fragrant void. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because as soon as this death happened, all these people, the Dean who is definitely involved and, and the dramaturg who's definitely involved didn't want us there. And we know that he was trying to do a resurrection ritual. And when looking through that eye, it makes the bird look like it's alive after it dies. And that is another kind of resurrection. Illusions. Or alternate reality life, right? 
like an attempt to die and pass through. And fucking there was that pool of blood in the in the bowl next to the fucking picture of Grievous in the guy's closet that Lane saw. Right. I mean, clearly, right. The, he, the guy had a fucking bowl of blood, right? Mm-hmm. Like, right. Olan had a bowl of blood next to a picture of the great Grievous. One would assume it is Grievous. A silver blood. bowl of blood. No less uh, than a silver bowl of Grievous's blood. I'm looking at you all. I'm not even fucking looking at the list. I'm just looking at you guys to see what your reaction is to my bullshit. <laughs> but Meeks I mean, made just, a reaction. It seems and that made like, me happy. <laughs> it seems like the way that where the the way this is going, the way the clues are pointing us is that like the midwives are behind this directly, and like we are seeing that they're behind this. And so that like the people we suspect like are the people we are fingering non-sexually for this murder. But like this is cracking open the like the 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 wider conspiracy and bringing us to the void, the void mystery. Right. Yeah. Like we are fine. Like they are going to financially benefit from this, but they are not doing it for the money as much as for the ritual. The mm-hmm. void. The money just had to go somewhere and it goes to people who are directly involved so that they have funds that they need to do more research or to get perhaps another sacrifice to go over. Two minds. One, the ritual did work. Two, oceanography is not a real science and it's actually evil. It's true. It's just about salt. Um, <laughs> no, the, no. One, the, the ritual did work. Grievous is on the other side. But I think it's probably more interesting because that would that would that is probably it's more interesting that Grievous was a liability. And so they got rid of him like Killigan was a liability. But they killed him in a completely like unsolvable fashion. Right. Like anyone who solves this is going to be seen as crazy pointing at all of us. Because yes, we got close the first time with Killigan. So they had to be a little bit smarter this time so the question is who can we trust and i all of a sudden wonder if we can trust the sheriff the dude the fucking who gave you that note saying not to trust janice i think we can trust him by himself but he is very hard to get by himself because of reasons esther doesn't have enough big enough brain to do anything no (laughs) she's just malicious because she is pure spite but janice is janice might be evil and janice would be getting yeah. close to esther to be close to the sheriff to influence things and we're a threat oh, duh. okay so much power <laughs> so blood soaked letter of explanation of pay cut to truth what if janice is a midwife of oh yeah absolutely yeah she like is, she's, she's a suspect she's, crossed she's over. been She's been creepily smiling since like episode one. She's been loving the drama around us. Mm -hmm. I think she's the first one that has come over. But right now, right now, I feel like we're theorizing void mystery stuff and we need to be theorizing this mystery stuff. I I, I do genuinely think what we are doing here is we are theorizing void mystery stuff that happens to be behind this mystery. Oh, I don't disagree. I don't disagree at all. I don't disagree at all. I'm just like mechanically going. We're not using the void clues. We're just using these clues. And it's the damn midwives. So we found a shard of mirror, which ties directly back to the midwives. 
because of all the mirror shit, certainly all the mirror shit that I've been dealing with. I mean, the shard of mirror, I mean, you know, I just got a glimpse of this silver bowl, but who's to say it wasn't a mirrored bowl missing a chunk out of it? Mm, there you go. That's very interesting. I like yeah. that. An offer of another big world tour that was very divisive. He's not going because he thinks he's doing something higher. He wants to come back here for real for the resurrection. Okay, here's a question about Krista. Krista Ryunki. Okay, this is fucking insane. So tell me if I'm stupid here. But wait, was Krista Ryunki secretly hired by the midwives to like be impregnated with the reincarnation of the great grievous. I mean, it's absolutely crossed my yeah, mind. Like, yeah, yeah. absolutely has crossed my mind. Definitely a demon baby in some way. I agree. But, okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. The, the baby, the baby was Hugh's thing. Hugh wanted it, and Grievous was mad about it. Right. Yeah, Grievous didn't want to be a baby. Grievous wanted to be a, a man. <laughs> That's the title of this episode. <laughs> and, the, and the midwives don't even have to do child care because, well, someone else right, is going to so do the that. So rope, the rope to hang Grievous was real, not a trick. We watched him hang himself. That was a moment of sanity to break the cycle. Nah. The tattoo is on his neck. That tattoo is on his neck. That tattoo's got to be magic. I think they might have put, well, we have to figure out where the eyeball came from as well. Because could that I mean, have been like underneath the tattoo and then just like come out when it exploded? Well, the eyeball, the eyeball is day, a day later. The eyeball came to us from the dog. Chomping on like eyeballs. A- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like, I I don't have a way to connect this yet, but I feel like, it feels to me like like Grievous they were they were really hanging their hopes on him to figure out this resurrection thing and everyone was like putting a lot of pressure on him and then finally like he just didn't do it in time or the midwives were really done with him and that's why he died or they got the information they needed out out of him yeah yeah, so they conned him into thinking he was the promised one, and he just turned out to be a dud. And so they well, they used him as a test subject, right? They gave him a parlor trick with the with the eye tattoo, said you can do like you're not gonna die. You can hang yourself all day. It's gonna keep you alive, right? Right. And then he and then he does it, but then they get they get to do something to him because they have a recently killed man on their hands with their special magic tattoo. The demon. They tattoo. just fuck. How many times has he done this trick? <laughs> how many how many deaths has he endured? And who holds the key the trigger to just let him experience all of them all at once? Yeah. Well, and I think right, like in terms of physical evidence, we have a bowl of his blood that has a part of the bowl at the scene of the crime. So like we know they collected this guy's blood and like killed him for it. And like we we know that it's crazy magic shit. But to prove that this was a real bona fide murder, like we don't have to say, and then they blew him up using magic to make him experience 15 deaths at once. Um, we can just say, like, you know, they they set up this crazy kill device that uh they they were gonna they were gonna commission from Patrick. And they had someone else make it and destroyed it. Mm-hmm. When we know yeah. that's not true. 
the thing that I'm the thing that I feel like we I feel like this is absolutely what happened. This is absolutely the story. The question is, who are we revealing this to? Right now, you don't have to reveal anything to anybody. You can Hell just yeah. figure it out and theorize, and then you can decide. Like I, like the whole thing is, you get to decide who did it, and then I can present you an opportunity to bring your evidence to somebody. But you can also say, "Nope, we don't want to do that." Okay. So let's see. Let's go down the list. Blood-soaked letter of explanation to pay cut of pay cut to Trudy. I feel like he. I feel like he, th- like this is because he turned down the world tour. So and he's probably he was probably like, well, Trudy, you live you grew up in Brindlewood Bay, so you, I don't have to pay you as much overall in general because we're just staying here so I can do my weird shit. Oh, and wasn't there a mirror in the dressing room tent also? There was, and there was a bro a shard a broken shard in there that was not a part of that. Right, because that mirror was whole or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is to say, the evidence, the mirror. Was what they stabbed him through the tar- eye neck tattoo with. That shard of mirror, they stabbed him with the thing, and that was the release valve. Ooh, I like that. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. And but then we have a physical murder weapon. That's the murder weapon, because it is a physical murder weapon. Mm-hmm. 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 I like that a lot. I mean, we know he was we, we are, that he was kind of obsessed with going back for real, and the tattoo is connected. From Salty and Nancy. That's that's connected. Paranoid about being watched. I've been getting messages from people about resurrection while on tour. I mean, with- I think maybe here's a crazy one. Maybe he was doing this act more than he was supposed to. Mm. That's great. That's I mean, because the, and that's why they killed him. Secret surrogate to host the resurrection. The reincarnation or resurrection child. But but wait, but what if that's a problem? Because again, Grievous wasn't into that. I feel like I feel like the surrogate is actually a problem for the midwives. Yeah. That could have been something to pull Grievous out. And he freaked out because it was just like, we can't be doing this. Like, I need to follow these very certain rules. And so it kind of broke a major rule. And so they were like, nah. Whose sperm is it too? It's the thing. If it's Grievous's kid, like biological kid, that could also be tied up into this stuff. As a oh, so he needs to die before this kid's Ooh, born. What if? Okay, because Hugh said Hugh said that they had been talking about a family, and then things got weird with Grievous. If he if the surrogacy happened before he got the tattoo, I just lost my train of thought. No, no, and and, the, and, the, and they pressured him to get the tattoo because the surrogate was a problem in the first place yeah. and the tattoo yeah. was yeah no I like that for sure and then that would explain also why he so he was like we were on the same page and then all of a sudden he didn't want this baby and I maybe wonder if like he's worried for the baby or the midwives or we're like using the baby as leverage I, I was just saying it could be possible that Frank is involved. Like I'm just I think saying, Frank's like, got to be involved in this. I, think, I mean, he's been against you all from the start. So, but that doesn't necessarily mean he was against Grievous. Is I just want to point out that, like, as much as he's been against us from the start, I just want to entertain the idea that Frank is perhaps a secret good guy when it comes to the. I don't the, think Frank has anything bad to do with Grievous. We obviously have beef from Home Depot, but that's. Right. And we learned that Frank is his former partner and that like, you know, 
clearly knowing anything about this would uh, and what could theoretically happen to this, you know, guy, you know, really well could be a problem. You know, it can make you want to drink a lot. Frank is in them is in the midwives of the fragrant void. And Frank had the connection to get Grievous because they needed Grievous for ritual testing for ritual. But bringing in his friend is like is part of just like a continual issue with how he copes. The trick never worked. Cause, well, because it wasn't a real trick, right? It was a, it was a real thing that was not a trick. Which is, again, which actually ties in two of our clues. And so, I mean, from a magician's perspective, every time it happened, it was a fluke that he survived. <laughs> Bloodied shirt from the act produced by the sheriff, but the blood is real. I'll throw out there that it could be, um, that this could be Tom's blood on somebody else's shirt. Mm. Yeah, who do we think stabbed with the mirror? I think it's the Dean. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He, well, he wanted that sweet, sweet oceanography department money. Here's the thing, though. It wasn't Frank. Could have been Janice. Mm. I was I was closer to her. That's right. You were with Janice. Oh. Yeah. Me and Janice were hanging out. So and it could have been the Dean. And the Dean and the Dean after the whole death happened was like, no, everyone go enjoy the carnival. Like and it, yeah. yeah. And it wasn't Etienne because he was with me. And then he sent us off the scent deliberately because he knew that we had evidence against him. Yeah. And the dean was the one that made the calls, which like, I feel like the dean is the dirty hands here. Well, the dean is responsible for sure. Yeah. Whether or not the dean actually did the thing. Mm-hmm. I guess could maybe the dean pressured or coerced Trudy into stabbing him. Because then he would have a good scapegoat. I think it's no. that no one suspects the Dean. Like, why would they even be connected? Trudy's mm-hmm. so innocent of this. Yeah. Trudy's got trauma. We don't need to give yeah. her more. <laughs> Protect Trudy. Well, what if he... Okay, this sucks. But what if he tricked her into, like, doing the thing with the mirror that killed him? So, like, you know, she didn't mean to, like, stab him even. She just, like, gave him this mirror shard and he exploded. But she wasn't in the room. She was out. She went out for a smoke and she came back and he was exploded. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, she, right. was, she stepped outside. So somebody, well, she like stepped outside. <laughs> somebody went in and did the thing and got out and their shirt was covered in blood and they threw it off in the garbage. So the murderer's shirt is the shirt that we found. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Great. And this is a moment where you can retcon and say the people outside of the tent who was really buttoned up with a coat was it dr tuberculosis is it a really wet shirt since she was <laughs> in the ocean <laughs> well a, you do yeah. remember that she liked to wear bright colors so maybe it is a bright brightly colored shirt if, if that is a person that you would like to accuse it could have been demeter potentially because she knows about the midwives right it could have been demeter. yeah it could have been a similar i don't know that also means that next episode we do get to have a Joker interrogation with Demeter. I think I think based off of our suspect list, the only people who I think it's I think it's either the Dean or Demeter like that. Those are our options to have done the dirty work because it's not Trudy and it's not Wendy. And it's not Hugh. Tom's dead. It could be Tara, I guess, but she's. But she was 
elsewhere. She was down by the tide pools for a while, at least. Frank was out of the tent. Or Frank was suspiciously close to the tent. He was close, but not super close. He was like... I don't know. Maybe I'm turned around on Frank. Oh, God. I got finger blasted by a murderer. They murder people. The fingers murder people, not pussies. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's the episode title. (laughs) I don't know. I'm on Team Frank now. Yeah. I mean, I I think if I blew up a guy, intentionally or not, I would drink a lot, too. Drink a lot? Yeah. Frank it is. Um... We need to come up with the official Krista Yoonki story and uh, explain the um, that he was arguing with Patrick's the dean. garage and who that was. He's oh, definitely the dean. the dean. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So, yeah, we just need to, uh, the official answer on what was going on with, with Krista Yoonki, Junkie. She wasn't supposed to be the one to carry and she wasn't pregnant with who she was supposed to be. But Hugh did the thing. That's the thing. So, Hugh, oh. How did Hugh do this thing that like pulled a fast one on Tom? I'm assuming if they had wanted to start a family before that they would probably have vials in the little fridge to be able to give turkey baster style. Like, is that how she did it? This was the the 90s were the like popularization of in vitro fertilization. That's true. So that like totally tracks. Oh, God, that's so gross, but I love it. Are you ready to roll? Yes. Who's going to do this? Who's going to roll this their eyes? My juju's used up. Somebody else has got to go. Yeah, I was about to say, you've expended it all, Chris. Absolutely. (laughs) I've had awesome rolls today. No. They've better, Shannon. You both have had really good rolls, too. I've been a little low. (laughs) Not too low, but dangerous. Maybe that means you're due, Corey. (gasps) I kind of think so. Yeah, because I've had some good ones, but my last one was bad, so... Well, because also, wait, the theorization. So I I theorized the first mystery. Shannon, you theorized the second one, right? Baby, it's you. And you've got a plus four to this one. Plus four. Corey's making faces that are absolutely freaking me the fuck out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Corey's muttering to herself and not responding to any of us. What's the number? Okay, the first one was a three. The second one was a six. So nine Nine plus four. Is 11, right? Nine plus four is 13. Nine plus four is 13. Wait, yeah. the, that's exceptional. What are you making that face for? You're making the worst fucking faces. You, I thought you rolled like a three. Well, I did the first one and I got scared. Uh-oh. I don't like everybody attacking me when I'm just doing my No one's job. attacking you, buddy. No oh, one's attacking you. Buddy, me. So you were all you were all sitting in this living room, assuredly knowing that you are right, um, that this is the correct path that you were um, that you were on, um, and you also get this very very sinking suspicion um, because uh, there is a blinking light on the answering machine, oh um, and uh, and it is uh, Demeter's voice that comes through, and she says, "I told you to leave it." alone and it goes dark and if you were standing outside uh and if you could see the ocean you would see that this inky mass has uh, started to form above the ocean almost as if it's a dark mirror reflection of the ocean itself lane takes out the eye of the void and just says fuck you <laughs> All right, now it's in my house. Love that. 
fuck you, Ben. She just called us on your voicemail. <laughs> Dungeons and Drama Nerds is produced by Todd Brian Backus, Percival Hornack, and Nicholas Orvis, and is mixed and edited by Anthony Sertel Dean. Our Brindlewood Bay campaign features Christopher Dierksen as Eddie Rue Dubois, Ben Ferber as Lane Walter, Corey Flores as Baby Garcia, Shannon Wade as Doris Makoviak, and our keeper C. Meeker. If you'd like to help us continue exploring the intersection of theater and tabletop role-playing games, consider leaving us a review on your podcast app of choice or supporting us and getting access to our patron-only bonus content at patreon.com slash dungeonsanddramanerds. You can find our social media and website links, including our cast bios, at the link tree in our show notes. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Dungeons and Drama Nerds. Thank you.